You're here, which means that you've found spirit crumbs, leading you to your inner light worker. I will be sharing how these tiny little hints from the universe have led me to where I am today. I hope that by hearing my story and the stories of others, you'll pick up your own spirit crumbs along the way that will lead you to somewhere magical. Thanks for coming along for the journey. Let's see where it takes us. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Spirit Crumbs. I am your host, Andrea McCallum, and I am an artist and a healer. Today, we are returning back to our Artist's Way series, and this week is week six, Recovering a Sense of Abundance. We left off with the sense of possibility before the episode with Natalie Wallstein. And as I mentioned in that episode, I feel like it's really the perfect place to have placed that episode because a sense of possibility is what I feel when I look at my astrology chart or human design. I just see all of these beautiful gifts that I have. And I think that's a really important way to look at the possibilities for your own creativity. This week, we're talking about abundance, which is the other side of it. Those gifts that we have are often the crumbs that we need to find what will bring us the most abundance in our life. I like to think too that abundance isn't just in the form of money and financial gain, but also just the abundance of things that are important to you. So love, creativity, inspiration, and joy, all of those different things. Keeping in mind the sense of freedom that you'll have in order to pursue those other things that are important to you. Julia Cameron starts this episode by talking about God, and so in this way, like source or however you refer to a God, There's an opening about how we feel like it's not something that is associated with the higher power and that money is the root of all evil. And there's that side of it where worshiping money is like considered a sin. And then there's the opposite side where we rely only on money for our security and we don't have any faith in anything outside of ourselves. And it's like everything that we do is based around acquiring money. So some, most of us fall somewhere in between on that scale, I think, to start out on this journey. But just keeping in mind that there's these very extreme sides of where people usually are in their journey with abundance and how their programming came into place. And a point that she makes here is that a lot of the times we feel like we'll pursue our creativity and our art when we have enough money to feel like it's safe to do that. But realistically, when will that be, right? Like when, what is enough? And by the time we have enough, often that comes along with a lot of responsibilities that don't allow us the time to do that. And so she said in a practical way, we think about it like maybe God would help us with groceries, but not with like art supplies. That's just asking for too much, right? Part of this relationship to abundance that she brings up is that we cling to our financial concerns to avoid our growth in both creativity and spirituality. We feel like 
the reasons that we need to hold on to our regular jobs or to pursue a promotion is this idea that we'll be able to support our families. And then in order to support our families, we have to wrap all of our time and resources into our jobs, right? And these financial concerns really make it so that it's an excuse, like that art is frivolous and anything enjoyable is frivolous and that work should feel like work. And we have this mindset that everything is a struggle when you think of like the hustle culture where you have to be spending all this time and all of your energy doing something that's not even really fulfilling you. It's just something in order to feel financially secure. And that really feeds into our belief in ourselves and our belief that we can be creative and abundant and that they're not mutually exclusive which I think is something that has come up in previous uh, weeks in this journey, but it's something that comes back quite often because it's true. It's something that we just naturally accept as true that you can be an artist or you can have money. There's like no crossover, but when in reality, when we pursue what we love, the abundance tends to come as we are learning through this journey. Something that she suggests that you maybe ponder or journal about, maybe write in your morning pages about, is asking yourself, what would a non-toxic source, universe, God, think of your creative goals? Would they be supportive of them? Would they try to make sure you had everything you needed in order to pursue that? Or would they try to steer you away from it? and put you back on a path of what is expected or normal. If that was the reality, this non-toxic being, would that be then something you would trust in as a higher power instead of placing all of your belief and trust in money or your job or your partner, just something external of yourself? Because realistically, there's no proof that God wants us to be broke. Yes, there are a lot of texts in uh, different religions and things about taking a vow of poverty, but that isn't really something that makes sense now in this day and age because we're not all living this truly 100% spiritual life. We all are also living in a material world where we need to have our needs met in order to be able to do these other things. So it's not saying that you'll be able to just do your art and like not worry about any financial concerns. The idea is by doing your art, that will create the abundance you need to meet those needs. She talks about AA a lot in, um, in addiction recovery because some of the parallels are changing mindset and having support. In this, she says that in AA, there is an expectation that the divine will help you and that you will receive that. You're, you're really at the point where you will receive whatever is given to you. And I think in terms of creativity, I know I've gotten to the point where I really can't do what I'm doing anymore. I'm not being fulfilled and I will follow anything that comes up for me. And that's how I end up changing my life and going to art school and you know, creating a spiritual business and doing podcast editing, I say, look, I need help having my needs met, or I need help finding a way to 
be more fulfilled. These things show up and I follow them. And then the abundance does come. It's taken me a while to get to this point and I'm still working on it, but it's something that I do trust more and I'm seeing it happen in front of my eyes. And that's the thing. Sometimes we have to test it in small ways before we'll fully subscribe and just trust. And I'm still working on that complete trust, but I definitely have always followed those nudges because I know there's a reason they're showing up. It's not just a coincidence. That really goes back into the idea that what we want to do is what we're meant to do. And that is something I also believe. And that's why when I feel excited about something and it's I'm given the opportunity, I follow that because when the money comes after that, then you have that feeling of being useful again, right? And then the work is fun because it's serving two purposes. It's fulfilling you as a being, but it's also meeting your needs. And so you don't need that other external source of income when you're able to generate it doing something that you love. It doesn't mean you have to completely give up your job to do something creative, but this is kind of like the extreme example, right? You can definitely do something creative and just have that fuel your energy to do your job. And so that you're not feeling so drained. Sometimes that's all we need is an outlet in order to fill up our own well inside, right? She talks about even consuming images and things that make us feel inspired. And it's the same thing in our life. If you have a creative outlet that's really filling you up, then when you go to do the things you have to do, taking care of your family, going to work, any of those other responsibilities, it doesn't feel so difficult because at least you feel like some of your time and some of your energy is your own and that you have some control and some fulfillment that's coming from within yourself. And like by following your desires, that is filling you up. The examples of being able to support yourself are also just like the more extreme and what some people choose to pursue because that's where they feel the most useful. And then another concept that she brings up is luxury. That word, I feel, for me, has been something that I've come up against quite a bit because I worked in fashion for a while. And the idea of having luxuries is not really, in terms of like designer things and expensive things, isn't something that's really resonated with me all that much. It's not something that I've been able to feel as tangible for myself. So it's not like a realistic goal that I would set for myself. But the concept brought up in this book in the artist's way is authentic luxury. And this is something I 100% believe in. And before I read this book, I didn't even realize it was kind of something I already did for myself. And the idea of authentic luxury is something that brings a sense of abundance to you. So it's not the most popular brands or the most expensive version of something. It's just finding what really makes you feel abundant and what what you feel like is a small luxury. So at the core of this, she says that a lack of money is not our block, really. It's the feeling of being constricted and feeling powerless. And again, I, I, for a few times here, and I think in other areas, I brought up the idea that abundance and freedom go together for me. And it's not so much just the financial aspect, but when I have, for example, an abundance of time, that's the luxury I really value the most. 
I feel more abundant. And then when I feel that way, I actually do receive more abundance coming from that. It's an energetic thing. This Everything about this is energetic. It's in how you're aligned. It's in how you're taking action, how you feel, and what you believe is possible for you. And that's why I think abundance and possibility fit together so well. And I'm glad she put those weeks back to back. But it all starts with choices. And you can start with the smallest things, even like self-care. And like I said, the luxury of time. Realistically, for me, any time that I have that has no agenda that I can spend either by myself doing what I want or with the people that I care about without worrying about other things I should be doing, that is a huge luxury for me. And when you think about it in our society, in general, that's a luxury. How many people can honestly say that they have uninterrupted time to just do what they genuinely want to do, right? We all feel like we have all these things to do and so many people work 40 hour plus work weeks, they have responsibilities in the evening, you've got to clean and then on the weekend, you're just catching up on errands. And a lot of people don't have that sense of abundance with their time. It's so precious. And that's why it leads to things like staying up really late to watch TV after the kids go to bed, just because you're tired, you don't have that time to yourself. That's the only time you have. And even though you're exhausted, and you're like, I should be sleeping. You just want to have that time to yourself. And so we do this in ways that we don't even realize. But the other side of it, too, is if you decide that you say, I want this time to myself, you can sometimes have people that turn into like wet blankets that are like, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. Or like, how, why are you spending your time that way? Or like, who's doing the things you should be doing if you're not doing them? But for, for me, honestly... As much as I know there are, is an extreme that I go to sometimes when I don't want to spend any of my time with anyone else, I also know that like a lot of times when I'm getting the, those wet blanket responses from people, it's something that actually makes me feel sad for them because then I feel like they're living specifically for the shoulds and the obligations. And I've definitely been there. Like I was a workaholic and I was in school at the same time and I spent all my time on those things. So this is, I'm not saying that I don't understand where that comes from, but I have also found ways in the past at multiple different times in my life to really savor small moments. And in this book, she even talks about how the smallest of things can make you feel so abundant, right? Sometimes we have to start with the little things. And the way she words it is that you need to be available to the universal flow. And I agree with that. I feel like the more you accept it, the more you'll be given it. And that's why when I do have these opportunities show up and the spirit crumbs start to lead me somewhere, I follow them because I'm showing gratitude for these opportunities that are just miraculously showing up when I ask for help. And some of the small things are like, even just if you really like, like I like buying fresh strawberries and I love veggie nuggets. I've actually had people like bring me that as like when they come over because they know they, I love them so much. And even like for myself, I'm not a painter really, but I ordered this set of watercolors when I was doing a series of prints 
And I, it was just such a luxury to have a new set because I'd only ever had one set that come in like kits and things in the past. So it wasn't like one that I chose. It was just like the standard one. Just something that I really love doing is ordering my groceries because I don't like grocery shopping. This is like pre-pandemic, just, just me as a human. I don't enjoy it. Sometimes I do if it's really quiet and I know what I need and I don't mind going up and down the aisles. But on a regular basis, it's not something I enjoy doing. So when I order groceries and they just ma like magically appear at my door and I can just put them away and I don't have to spend the time doing the shopping, that is a huge luxury for me. And even though it might cost like $10, $15 in the fees, it also saves me from buying all the junk food that I buy when I go to the grocery store, which I haven't been as bad with lately, but that used to be a pattern for me. And so now whenever I choose to do that, as much as some people will say like, oh, how can you afford that? Or like, isn't that expensive? But to me, it's not because again, time is the thing I really value more. And so I'm gaining time. So I'm coming ahead in the abundance scale for me. <laughs> and so it's just finding those little things that make you really happy. Even something that came up lately that was challenging me with the abundance and the idea being that when you spend money, you're, you're believing that more will come in. You're not believing that that's it. You'll never get it back and you could have used it for something else. And that's a pattern that I just have had embedded in me for a long time. And so something that happened very recently, like to the point where I just received the item today was that I was, I've been going for walks like every single day. I just like having my headphones in so that I could not have to have like any random conversations. I still say hi to people when I pass them and stuff, but it also just keeps me focused while I'm walking. The pair that I had, I'd had for years, like probably two or three years now. And they were great. I loved them. But the right headphone kept like crackling and it was like starting to lose the sound. And I was like, oh, but they're still like, these are like, when I'm recording this, I have my headphones in, like my regular earbuds with the mic and my phone. That's it. I'm not doing anything fancy right now. So these headphones I'm talking about were my recording ones. They were my walking ones. They were like white to start with and the like cords for them were like gray. And the right earphone just stopped working this one day. And I still put them in, still one for my walk. And while I'm walking, these people are getting stuff out of their car and I could see them from like, you know, two or three houses down. And I just had this like feeling like this energetic connection with them. And I was like, I don't know what this is. And as I'm walking, their dog comes out of the car and just runs at me and just like full tilt runs right at me, it's jumping on me. And I'm like laughing. I'm like, Whoa, like, I just don't want this dog to run into the street. Cause there's cars. Right. And so I'm trying to like pet the dog. And then the dog jumps up and like my right earbud just comes right out of my ear. And what's funny is that day before I left, I also had to like put the little plastic piece back on. So now this thing just flies out of my ear. I take it out. I put it back in. I start walking again. The dog runs up again. This time knocking my right, again, same headphone, the right earphone out of my ear. And then my phone comes like unplugged from it and hits the ground, which it didn't break. It's fine. I put it all back together. I start walking and I realize as I'm like, because I'm holding the, the earbud in my hand and I'm talking to them. And I realize as I'm putting it back in, as I walk away, that the little plastic thing is gone now. And I'm like, oh, well now I have to order new headphones. And then I'm walking and I'm like, oh, that was the sign from the universe. Cause I said, oh, I don't need them. I don't need new ones. These ones are still good. 
And I actually had a reading a while ago where a pattern that was brought up was holding on to things that you don't need anymore or that can be replaced. And this, again, goes back to scarcity of believing you're not going to get another one or they're, you'll need it later and that you can't let go of things. So that was just a lesson for me. And so I ordered, I looked online and I still found the ones that were like reasonable that weren't going to cost a lot, that were going to last a long time. And I found these ones that had great reviews and I was really excited and I got them today and I'm using them. And let me tell you, they're like, they fit perfectly. Like I put them in and it's like, they were custom made for me. So again, just a little, it's just a small thing. They were like $15. They weren't anything fancy, but it was just the idea that like, I probably would have hold, held on to those ones because I could still record with them and just used one earbud for like as long as I could have if I hadn't have had that thought. If that dog hadn't jumped up and like been like, you need to throw these out, I probably would still be using them. Having those kinds of things where you're just, it's not something big. I'm not like splurging on something that's an actual huge luxury. It's just being like, wow, it's really nice to have a new set. It's been a few years since I've had something new like this. Something that came up for me when I was going through this chapter was like having a real clear idea of what those abundant next step, like next level abundance goals are for you. And like for some people that might be a car or something really big. For me, it's just a car that works because <laughs> mine is sitting in a questionable state right now. And I realized one of my abundance goals related to these like little things is just being able to go to the grocery store and not even like think about the cost of anything. Just like if I want something, just get it. It's such a small thing. But because of the way I've been living for the last five years, I've been a student working like multiple part-time jobs, not in a great financial state. That's a huge up level for me. That would be a really, that would actually be a huge game changer for me on a day-to-day -day basis. The same as like ordering groceries and just thinking about those things that are maybe not out of the range of possibility. Because if I started saying, I wanna have a million dollars, my brain and like my subconscious is not gonna believe that, that I'm gonna have that happen. But being at a point where I would be comfortable just buying, I mean, I'm not gonna go crazy. I don't like wasting food either, but like being able to just pick up whatever I feel like would actually feel very abundant. And it's something I know I could do. It could be next month. It could be a couple months from now, right? That's not something that's out of the realm of possibility. So I would suggest if they are really struggling with abundance, thinking of that like one step up thing that you could find, you know, put out to the universe. This is what I would like to be able to, to be able to do with my abundance. And that's the level I want to be at. And then because you would feel so grateful for that, you may get more than what you're really needing to get to that point just so it feels like you still have space after you do that but she does say she goes back to time saying that creative living requires the luxury of space and time and that's where morning pages for me and going for a walk being able to have a shower in the afternoon those are all for me abundance even though it's just like regular things. It's like if I go for a walk and I'm hot when I get back, I have the time to just have a shower in the middle of the day and then get back to work. And making space for yourself in terms of like if you live with other people, having a small area that's your own, having a bookshelf where you have all of your favorite things on display, or having a, a nice cozy chair that you go to 
to write and brainstorm or draw or whatever it is you want to do. She even talks about going to like a thrift store and getting really fancy plates and cups that you use for your snacks instead of your everyday dishes. These things she says like might feel silly, but the word silly is something that's been attached to things that we consider they should be dismissed or that they're just for children or that it's not something that's valuable or valid. But silly is not meant to be a negative thing. Like if, like saying, oh, that's silly. That sounds negative, right? But really, it's supposed to be something fun. And then a phrase that really challenged me is she writes, serious art is born from serious play. And the word play has been a struggle for me. It's I talked about it before. It's not something that comes naturally to me. And it's really something that we need to lean into more. And I'm trying more to do that. And even as simple as when I think I, I don't know if it was an episode here or if it was an Instagram live, but I was talking about how at Thanksgiving we were skipping Well, my brothers and my brother's partner were skipping rocks. And I was like, oh, I'm not good at that. And my brother was like, I'm not doing it because I'm good at it. I'm doing it because it's fun. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I forgot to mention that that same day, my brother and I went over, there was nobody at the park, which is like right across the street. And we were on swings and I felt so, so connected to that inner child, just being on a swing. It's so simple. And, you know, it feels silly when you go to do it as an adult, but it was so fun and it gave me so much energy and I felt just free. And it's those kinds of moments where I could have said, and maybe a year ago, maybe a few months ago, maybe if I hadn't just been skipping rocks for a while, I would have been like, no, it's okay, you go ahead, right? I wouldn't have taken the opportunity. I would have held back. So I would have thought, oh, maybe people will think I'm silly for doing this. But I forgot what it was like to just do something in the moment because you want to. And that came up in a reading I did for someone else today where I was like, oh, actually, this message is also for me. So just keeping in mind that the luxury of time and space to play is something to consider. So if you're knowing that you're not going to quit your job in order to pursue art or you're not going to have a lot, if you're, if you're thinking that abundance isn't something you're ready to really open up to in terms of like receiving more finances, consider looking at the other areas of life where you can create that abundance. Like I was saying, enjoy time, all of these other things that are part of life, giving yourself space, any of those other ways where you can start to feel like your life is more abundant will help you to then just connect in. Because like I said, that's an energy. And the more you're just thoroughly enjoying life, the more life is going to, and the universe are going to reward you. And you might get opportunities in your career, even if you want to stay in the career you're in, you may get an opportunity to work for another company or get a different job or maybe have flexible hours, work from home. There's all these other ways now that, especially in the last year and a half, we've learned that there's other ways to be able to do the jobs that we're doing. The last section here that she talks about is more about actually digging into the financial aspect of things. She calls it counting, but it's essentially accounting. It's like keeping track of your spending, but she says to be like super thorough. Every penny that you spend, you write down. I would suggest doing it 
you know, on it as, as the expenses come up, because sometimes we lose receipts or we forget about things. The more you do this without judgment, where you're just being curious, being like, how do I spend my money? And then looking at it and saying, does this match up with the values that I have? Because what she, the point she brings up is that we often spend money on things that we don't really care about, but we'll deny ourselves what we want. So we might say, oh, I can't afford pottery lessons, but you buy three coffees a day, you buy takeout once a week, you stress buy shoes online, and then you're buying, you have all these subscriptions and you start to look at it and realize what actually is taking up space in your life. Looking at where you're actually putting the, that, the abundance you already have. And then really reevaluating. Sometimes it is great. Sometimes you're like, oh yeah, like there's not much I would change and that's fine. Sometimes you don't have a lot of extra money. So it really is going into where you need it to. And that's fine too, because then you can feel a sense of responsibility, like you're doing what you need to do. And then that just confirms to you maybe that you need to spend more time looking at the luxury of time and space in your life. There's a section that comes up after this called money madness and exercise. Complete the following phrases. People with money are. Money makes people. I'd have more money if. My dad thought money was. My mom always thought money would. In my family, money caused. Money equals. If I had money, I would. If I could afford it, I would. If I had some money, I would. I'm afraid that if I had money, I would. Money is. Money causes. Having money is not. In order to have more money, I'd need to. When I have money, I usually, I think money, if I weren't so cheap, I would. People think money, being broke tells me. And you can pause and go back and pause in between those and use them as a journal prompt to actually write it out and then have an answer for each of them. There are 20 of them. And just start to think about how you're looking at money and maybe think so it'll get you thinking about where those money beliefs started from. The tasks for this week. Number one, natural abundance. Find five pretty or interesting rocks. I always am picking up rocks. I will definitely be doing this one. Another natural abundance one is to pick five flowers or leaves. And then you can even press them between wax paper and save them. It can be a kind of like a playful thing. You can decide how you're going to keep them and what you're going to do with them. Maybe you'll end up using them for some sort of art or some sort of a project. Maybe you'll use them as morning, morning pages prompts. The next one is clearing. So throwing out or giving away five ratty pieces of clothing. If you don't have that, it can be like towels or just things you have around that you know are not being 
used anymore or that shouldn't be used anymore. Like I said, my headphones, they're still sitting beside me. I can see them right now. I really should just get rid of them. <laughs> There's just that part of me that's like, what if these ones don't work? And then I have none. And again, that goes back to scarcity. It's something I still need to work on. So I definitely am going to be throwing these out <laughs> as soon as I finish recording. The next one is creation, and it says to bake something. If you can't bake something, then cooking is always good, but it's something that I do find helps me if I'm in a creative rut or when I'm avoiding doing something else. If I cook and make something that's my own without following a recipe or by changing it a little bit, that actually helps me get into more of a creative mode. The next one is communication. And this one is sending postcards to five friends. It's not really so much about doing something nice. It's actually doing that to people that you'd like to hear from and just a really unique way of doing that. And then another one is another clearing one. And it says to make any changes in your home environment that you would like to. It's asking also if you've done that, but just looking around and seeing if there's anything that you'd like to get rid of or rearrange. The next one is acceptance. So looking for flow in your life. It's also practice saying yes to freebies. So anything that you find it coming into your life once you start doing this kind of work, learning to say yes, which I have a hard time with, but every time somebody has offered something to me in the last, I guess, couple months since I've been doing this, I have accepted and it's resulted in even more abundance coming my way. So I would highly suggest doing this one if you're going to do any of them, just allowing things to come to you and practicing receiving. And the last one is prosperity. So it asks if there have been any changes in your financial situation or your perspective of it. If you start getting any ideas about things you would love to do after journaling about like what you would do if you had more abundance, start pulling images to add to your image file. And that can really help you again to connect to why you're doing this work and why you want to work on your creativity, especially on the days when you're just feeling burnt out or you're back in old patterns, seeing these things because images, sounds, smells, they all have an imprint of like what you associate with them. And if you're seeing these images and you're associating them with the feeling of gratitude and abundance, it'll help you get back into that mindset. Then of course, just making sure that you're still doing your morning pages. It's actually been helping me. I've been a lot clearer in my days and I've felt like I haven't been overthinking things as much because I get it all out onto the page and I'm not just letting it float around in my head all day. And once I start thinking about the thing, I'm like, oh, we already dealt with this this morning. <laughs> like I actually come back to the same conclusion that I wrote down in the morning. So it has been very, very helpful for me. In terms of an artist date, this week I went for an extra long walk. And I this doesn't sound like a date really, but it's something where it's that idea of play. And for me, literally anything unplanned is pretty much just where my realm of play is because I over plan things and I like to have a purpose for everything. And when I went on this one walk, it was, it's been beautiful here. Normally we're hovering around the zero degree Celsius mark in November, plus or minus maybe five degrees, but it was like 15 degrees and sunny today. 
I was wearing a t-shirt and I had a light jacket. It's just like a cotton jacket. And I had the sleeves rolled up and I was still warm. So I was taking advantage and I went a totally different way from how I usually go and went walking pretty far. And I found this really cute house that had a board out front that had all these really nice inspirational phrases and had like a bulletin board for like random people to put up their notices. And I actually spent, I stopped on my walk, taking a chance. Somebody might walk by and talk to me, but I took a chance and actually stopped and read a bunch of them. And that was actually really, really fun for me. And then I got home and looked up on Google, some different air like trails that I could take to walk to different parks. And so I know that next week or the week after maybe, Maybe later this week, I don't know. But at some point soon when I'm home, I will be going on a longer walk to a trail that I always used to drive past. And again, not having my car is actually has actually been pretty good because it's made me want to go for more walks. And instead of, since I can't drive anywhere, I've been going on a lot more adventures. So again, sometimes it's just finding those different things that are out of the norm. And for me, it has felt like play when I go on these walks and I don't have a plan. I just walk where I feel like walking. Honestly, one of the things that has come up for me since I've been doing this is that I have been doing a lot more gratitude uh, practices, but the more I actually have ignored all of the wet blankets, like I was talking about before, I've just been more curious in my head a bit. Like, I wonder what their mindset is around abundance or like, why do they believe that's the only way for me to receive abundance? And the more curious I've been and the more open I've been, the more abundance has been coming to me. Even literally today, I was sitting in the morning after doing my morning pages and my cards. And I thought, you know what? I would really like to see like enough clients coming in right now that I could actually already be booked up for like November, December. And I had three people reach out to me today. (laughs) So it's just a matter of being curious and putting it out there to the universe. Like I would really feel abundant if this would happen and it can just be one thing. So I challenge you to do that and then let me know how that turns out for you. You'll have to let me know how you start feeling about abundance And if you start to really attach different things like joy and time and play to abundance, because for me, I feel like that's the way I'm going to be starting out here. And I will see you next week for week seven, recovering a sense of connection. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Spirit Crumbs. You can find me on Instagram for this podcast at Spirit Crumbs. Or you can also find me at Concrete and Crystals for my own spiritual offerings and more tidbits about my own journey. Thank you for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.